When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the fade. I am Clay Travis. She is Kelly Stewart, and you can find her at Kelly in Vegas. Thank you for holding down the fort while I was in Australia for three weeks. You did three different shows, right? I did, and it was great. A good friend of the show, Todd Furman, filled in for you one week, and then I had a couple of guests lined up. One, unfortunately, had a uh, mishap, his computer and all of his audio equipment got stolen so my good friend joe ranieri filled in for the final two weeks we absolutely crushed it uh i don't know if you're the bad luck if the combination of both of us is the bad luck but i finally had a good couple of weeks in the nfl nice well i went five and two last week with the outkick six pack so uh, six pack plus one uh how much did Furman take shots at me on the show i wasn't able to watch Pretty much the entire show. I think there was at least three or four like underlying digs uh, that, you know, could have stung a little bit, uh, knowing how more effeminate you are now after watching The Crown. (laughs) I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I actually was going to have you set odds on a question that I had. So uh, Laura and I went to go watch Michigan win the title over Washington. She's a Michigan alum. We flew in and out on the same day. Uh, on a private plane the weather was really ended up being bad and uh, we were bouncing around some in the plane and I don't want to die in general I'm anti-death but I definitely didn't want to die in like a tragic accident because I don't want people to be able to gloat over me dying how many actual named people do you think would post something celebrating if I had died in a plane crash. Like, I don't mean, you know, like John4694, you know, like uh, at hotmail.com who set up a Twitter account. I mean, like legitimate people like that Like D-list celebrities and above? Yeah, like, like well, maybe like, maybe like D-list celebrities in like sports media. Like how many people do you think would, this is why I don't want to die. I don't want them to be able to enjoy me dying. How many people do you think would send a tweet like, well, 2024 is off to uh, a good start. It may be a rough year, but at least Clay Travis is dead. Like, what's your over-under? What would you set the line at? People who would celebrate me dying that actually make a living in sports or media. Clay, a long time ago when I started a podcast, many, many moons ago, when I probably first met you even uh, at the Westgate when we did the – March Madness there for Fox. I started doing a podcast there with their sportsbook director, and he told me, Kelly, there are many losers in sports media. So this is really a tough line to set. Because if we're talking just anybody with a blue check mark that gets to write about sports for a living, that's a lot of losers that are out there, Clay. So let's I'm going to set the yeah, line. That's a ton of, let, let's, let's set the line at 10,000 or more Twitter followers, right? Because that's not a huge okay. number. But it would at least, like, cut out people who, you know, I mean, 
because people in general try to get attention, as you well know, on social media by reacting to news stories. Um, so let's let's set it at ten thousand or above. I'm gonna go 144 and a half. Oh, a lot. You think there'd be tons of people celebrating me dying? Clay, I have had employers tell me that they didn't want to hire me because I was friends with you. I have had friends of mine tell me, you know, I really don't like that you're friends with Clay Travis. I have had strangers on the street. And the funny part is, is that every single one of them is so dead wrong about you. And one of those said friends actually got to meet you last summer in Nashville. And I made fun of her the entire time because you guys were conjoined at the hip because she was so enthralled by you. Everybody loves me. All they need to do is meet me. They do. Me. I really do believe that everyone on the planet would love me if they actually met me. But um, uh, uh, over 100, that makes me even more Yeah, there's a lot of losers out there, I have play. to die of old There's age. a lot. I yeah, have, you're to, die have to die of old age because I can't allow like 90, all those people to be happy. 92 years old, uh, you know, Laura's pushing around in a wheelchair and you yes. just go to sleep. That's what's going to have to happen. I have to die that way. All right, let me ask you this now. Have you watched The Crown at all? Clay, one thing everybody needs to know about me is that I either watch sports or I watch nothing. Or sometimes murder okay. documentaries at 3 o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep. Well, because you're a woman, because you love the idea that people are going to get murdered and you probably think that your boyfriend's going to kill you at some point because uh, every woman secretly is terrified based on what they watch. My theory, by the way, on reality television, I don't know that you've ever heard this. Women watch reality television to see women that are crazier than them because they all secretly think that they are crazy, all right? This is why... If you watch like The Real Housewives, like every show that is dominated reality television by women, women watch to see that other women are crazier than they are. This is my theory. Men watch reality television because they want to see men who are bigger badasses than them, right? Like, so if you put wrestling, certainly if you include sports, but if you're like ice road truckers or like gold miners or whatever, men watch aspirational badass guys who could kick their ass because men want to be more of badasses than they are and all men secretly are afraid that they're not badass enough and women are all secretly afraid that they're crazy so men look aspirationally to watch uh, television women watch to watch other women and prove that they're not as crazy at least as those women do you buy my theory I buy your theory. I must just be in the minority here. I think reality TV is just absolute and utter garbage. I'm sure it's entertaining to some, uh, but I have far better things I'd rather do with my time recreationally than watch a bunch of women that I wouldn't like in real life just be catty and absolute and utter monsters to one another. I, I have an embarrassing amount of knowledge of The Real Housewives solely based on walking in while my wife watches The Real Housewives show. So I'm not proud of it, but I could actually break all that down. All right, now, college football ends. Last night, Laura says, hey, do you want to watch The Crown with me? I am a history nerd. I sat down and I watched The Crown. It is the episodes where Princess Di died. Episode three and four, season six. No spoiler alert here, but in case you didn't know, Princess Diana died in 1997. I cried during The Crown, episodes three and four. Does that make you trust me less? 
Trust is interesting. Uh, so having effeminate <laughs> behavior uh, is always uncomfortable for me. Having a super alpha male father, like you were talking about, like the guys that got to be able to do everything. I've met your dad. He's awesome. Great guy. I hope he watches occasionally. But yes, alpha, he alpha does. man. But so I think it's very interesting to have men that do show emotion. Now, it's not always a bad thing, though, because it actually shows that you have some compassion, that you have some vulnerability. So I'm going to go, yeah, it makes me trust you more because those guys with the very, like, very neutral expression, never happy, never mad, never sad, kind of freak me out because they are so afraid of being being vulnerable. And I think those two things actually have a connection as far as trust goes. Look at your wife. She's probably very right. vulnerable towards you because she trusts you because you guys have been together for a long time versus Laura's not. tougher so I think than it, me. Um, my wife is tougher than me, um, but not just because she had agree three children and yeah, but she's just tougher. She's better shape, um, better boxer. Uh, we box three days a week at the house. Uh, one of the rich, ridiculous things that we do. Uh, all right. So I'm still alive. I cannot die because I don't want people who hate me to celebrate. Uh, but I do want to go at least six and zero this weekend with NFL Wild Card Weekend. So let's start off. I'm going to go in order that they're on the ticket, right? And I think this is the order that they're actually played, although I haven't paid a lot of attention to the – I'm already worried about trying to figure out how to watch this damn game on Peacock. Don't even get me started on that. But Browns-Texans. Texans get in 10-7. and seven. Titans, I don't, I'm still in disbelief that Mike Vrabel got fired. Texans get in because the Titans beat the Jags. Jags are out of the playoffs. Browns with Joe Flacco on the road against the Texans. I like two things in this game, Kelly. I like the Browns minus the two and a half, and I like the over 44 and a half in this game. Now, the Browns defense has been a bit of an enigma. Uh, sometimes they just come out and absolutely shut down everybody. Nobody can block Miles Garrett. Jadavion Clowney is able to get to the quarterback. This Jim Schwartz-led defense is dominant at times. Other times, though, they just don't show up. Like Gardner Minshew's just slicing and dicing them. I think the over will hit. I think C.J. Stroud will play well in front of the home crowd in NRG Stadium where I was just watching the title game on Monday. I like Joe Flacco, though, to come in. I can't believe I'm saying this. In 2024, he typically has played very well in the postseason, if you remember it historically. He doesn't show a lot of emotion. He would not cry during the crown. Uh, I've got the Browns minus two and a half and the over. Do you like either of those sides? Do you agree or disagree? I do lean towards the Browns with you, Clay. Do you want to guess which quarterback has the best ATS record out of these 12 quarterbacks? Is it Joe Flacco? It's Joe Flacco. He's 11 and four in the postseason. It is ridiculous. When I great saw stat. that this morning. Great stat. Uh, I do lean the Browns with you here, but I think this is an excellent opportunity with a lower total here under 45 to be able to tease the Texans. The, the playoffs are typically just pick the winner, right? Whether you like the dog or you like the favorite, just pick the winner. Uh, they went outright. Let me double check my notes. 86.2% of the time. So I would say that the Browns are going to win this game. That probably means they're going to cover the two and a half, but I don't think they're going to blow out this Texans offense. Now, CJ Stroud, you know, rookie in the playoffs. Those, those types of situations are always interesting because you don't know what you're going to get. All right. So uh, next game, 
Dolphins on the road against the Chiefs. The Dolphins basically had the AFC East locked up. They collapse down the stretch. They lose at home against the Bills, who we'll get to in a moment. Chiefs have not been very good, let's be honest, down the stretch either. Chiefs are a four-point favorite, over under 44.5 in this one. I might be crazy on it. Obviously, Waddle has had health-related issues uh, in, in terms of being able to stay healthy on the field. Tua has not been the same guy that he was earlier in the, ish, in the season. Issues at running back. I think the Dolphins, though, go on the road, keep this one close. The number's out to four. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus four against the Chiefs. What say you? I think you should wait, Clay, because I think you're going to get a four and a half. Money's coming in on the Chiefs, and kind of rightfully so. The Dolphins really concern me with their cluster injuries, uh, not only in the wide receiver position, but in the defense here. And Tua, 0-4 in his career when playing in temperature below 10 degrees. That's kind of an interesting stat here, uh, but I think a lot's going to be made of the weather this week, and that means everybody's going to want to bet the under. So I'm going to do the contrarian thing, look towards the over here. I actually think that the Dolphins can put up enough points to keep it close with the Chiefs, hopefully enough to get the cover for you and to go over 44.5 for me. All right, Steelers-Bills. Um, by the way, these are the two Saturday games that we just discussed. Now we're moving into uh, the Sunday games. It's just I'm mentioning that because I want to make sure everybody gets their bets in. Sometimes it sneaks up on you, the Saturday games, everything else. Uh, Steelers at the Bills. This is a big number. Double-digit favorite. I'm going to hang the Bills. And I know Mike Tomlin's great. I know the Steelers have a solid defense. I know Mason Rudolph has been better. I hear everybody in the Steel City. I just think the Bills are rounding into shape at the right time. I think they can shut down this Steelers offense. I don't think it has to be a high-scoring game. This, to me, feels like 21-10, to 24-6, something like that. I'm on the Bills as the double-digit favorite against the Steelers. I imagine the public will be with me. Does that scare you? How would you play this one? Yeah, it's Bills or pass for me. 10-1 and one against the spread. Double-digit favorites are uh, in the wild card round, Clay. So it's something to keep an eye on. The data is there enough, enough to back it up. But I agree with you. This looks like a 21-6 type of game. It is going to be very, very cold in Orchard Park. But the cold, like I said in the Chiefs game, doesn't matter. I'm more concerned about the wind. If there's a significant amount of wind here, that is where the under is going to come into play. So keep an eye on the weather there, but I'm with you. It's Bills or pass. Uh, all right, let's go into the next game. And I know Cowboy fans, I know a lot of them, America's team and all, they have not had a good playoff record when they have managed to get there over the last 25 years. Packers came down. How many years ago has that been now, uh, Kelly? Like four or five years ago when Aaron Rodgers – came into town and just like, was that the rookie year of Dak Prescott? Everything runs together because I'm getting There was two old. separate Cowboys games, I remember, right? With the Packers and the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yeah, well, they won had the, the Dez caught it game. Yeah, yes. the Dez caught it game was in Lambeau, uh, and that was brutal that the Cowboys lost. That was, I believe, a divisional round game that would have put the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. And then the Cowboys, I think in, in uh, Dak's rookie year, I think I'm correct in this, uh, was uh, were home against the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers just came into Dallas and stole their soul. So I know Cowboys have been star-crossed in this series. 
Obviously, that was with Aaron Rodgers, not with Jordan Love. Kelly, I'm laying the number. Cowboys are over a touchdown uh, favorite here. Minus seven and a half is what I am seeing. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to go out and win this game by double digits. I'm not sold on Jordan Love and the Packers offense. Dak has been playing at an elite level. Uh, I think that's going to continue. Nobody seems to be able to cover C.D. Lamb. I think that's going to be true for the Packers as well. Uh, and I just think the Cowboys are going to run roughshod over the Packers. What would you say? I'm going to chicken out here. I'm going to be very honest with you. Jordan Love and this Packers team has been this so This is very good to Todd Furman of you, by the way. Yes, it is. It's very Todd Furman of me. And that's okay because I like this Green Bay team. I think Jordan Love, I mean, look, as of right now, Packers look like they've gotten three great quarterbacks in a row. I think he's going to be very good for that team. I'm not going to lay seven and a half here with the Cowboys. I know they're more dominant at home. I understand that they should be able to pick apart this Packers secondary. Uh, I'm going to chicken out. And by saying that, I'm going to just tease the Dallas Cowboys with the Houston Texans. I'm going to get them down to one and a half here. I basically just need the Cowboys to win the game. Uh, all right, so I've got the Cowboys. Um, Rams-Lions. This is, again, if you are a Michigan sports fan, the Wolverines win their first undisputed title since 1948. The Dallas, uh, sorry, the Detroit Lions have won one playoff game since the 1950s. They are hosting a home playoff game. I think it's the first time ever, right, that Ford Field has ever hosted a playoff game, and it ain't a new stadium. Um, I like the Lions to win this game, but the Lions hanging right around three makes me nervous. I like the over way more. I think the Lions defense has not shown up. This Rams offense is firing on all cylinders. I think it's a tough matchup for the Lions because the Rams are so hot coming into this game. Uh, but I like the over more than I like either side. What say you? Yep, Clay, we are in absolute lockstep there. There's a lot of narratives, right? Matthew Stafford returning home to Detroit. Jared Goff getting to face the team that kind of snubbed him, really, after that Super Bowl. I think this looks like an absolute and utter shootout. The only caveat that I have for the Lions is that I do think they are going to miss Sam Laporta in this one. Uh, the Rams do not match up well against certain tight ends, but I think this looks like this could be a 31-30 final. I think we are going to get a hell of a game there in Detroit, and I am with you over 51 and a half. All right, last game of the wild card weekend. Eagles at the Bucks. Baker Mayfield out of nowhere, back in the postseason. Bucks are awful against the salary cap. It doesn't matter. Baker dominates. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks as the home underdog. I, I think the Eagles are falling apart. Uh, I like the Bucks plus three, and Kelly, I feel like this is going to be a really low-scoring game. I like the under 43-and-a-half, too. Um, this could be – I mean, it would not stun me if this game was like 12-9 and nobody scores a touchdown. Uh, feel like field goals are going to be uh, prominent in this one. I don't like what I'm seeing out of Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, not particularly healthy. This Eagles team has fallen apart in the last six weeks or so. I think at home – front of the pirate ship. You've been to a lot of games there where they're firing the cannons in the end zone. I think the Bucks cover this number. I think they went outright, but I'll take them plus the three, and I like the under. 
Wait, what did I tell you? Just take them on the money line. This is my best bet this week. I love the Bucks against this Eagles secondary and also against this Eagles rush defense. We know Baker Mayfield is a little banged up as well. So I think that they're going to try to run the ball a ton. But this Todd Bowles defense, I absolutely eviscerated them on Twitter. I think it was week three I went to this game. I love the Bucks. They got two interceptions from Jalen Hurts, but couldn't get anything going offensively. The snap count was almost double in favor of the Eagles. I think we see the inverse this time where the Bucs dominate the time of possession, run the ball down the Eagles' throats. And you're right. I think it is absolutely correlated to the under. What else? Is there anything else out there you would say that people need to know as Wild Card Weekend inches closer? Do you like... So I... I love wild card weekend now as it's been expanded I used to like the divisional round weekend more than any other because you get four great games I love now that we have six and then four I'm way more interested in the 10 than I am AFC NFC championship or Super Bowl yeah I would absolutely agree with you look as I mentioned key key things to look for just pick the winner the unders have been hitting at a pretty great rate all season long, but they also hit very well in those first two rounds of the playoffs. The teasers, teams of six or more, have been absolute money. And again, home field advantage does not matter in the wilds card or divisional rounds. We have proven it uh, historically that only 49% of home teams actually make it to the next round. So don't buy into too much of that home field advantage. I love these next two weeks. I hope we sweep the board, not only with the Bucks, but that Lions over. All right, I'll try not to cry keeping up with season six as I continue to roll through the crown. I need football now more than ever. Kelly, next week we'll talk about some of the early numbers on college football uh, as those early, super early numbers are out. And also uh, we will dive into the um, uh, certainly the divisional round playoff games, uh, but maybe start to talk a little bit about college basketball as well uh, as some of those futures start to come into, uh, into further review. As you said, we initially met um, out in Vegas for FS1's March Madness tourney from the uh, Circa, not Circa, Circa's a nice sports book, Westgate sports book, uh, back in the day. Um, so uh, we'll talk about that and uh, start to get everybody ready. All right, let's have a great week. What do you say, Clay? Let's get rich, kids. Get rich, kids, uh, and also shoot or shoot, and respect the picks. A lot of, I mean, you might be stunned by this. A lot of negativity D-pap. on the Twitter streets when you don't win a game. Yes, DBAP, unless you D-bap. need SPAP. I'll give you an example. When we were in Australia, one of the beaches we went to, absolutely gorgeous. Never had seen this sign. They said, beware saltwater crocodiles. I don't know about you, but it doesn't seem fair that you could be on a gorgeous, azure, uh, incredible, crystal clear waters at a beach and a friggin' saltwater crocodile could come and eat you. So I told my boys, I said, no, we're not going to get in the water here. I, I don't, I don't want to be wrestling a crocodile because one of you gets eaten. Uh, and certainly I want to be the person who gets eaten. I'm the fattest in the family. I would be the best meal for a saltwater crocodile, but I don't want to get attacked by a saltwater crocodile. I said, sometimes be a pussy. General rule, don't be a pussy. Subset of that rule, sometimes you do need to be a pussy. So that was the lesson. Uh, you've got to make good risk analysis, not only in gambling, but also in life. 
I love it. That was a great story. I can't. I, I'm picturing you being like, you know, this it's okay to be a pussy right now, guys. Like, we're not gonna get into the water with saltwater crocodile. Awesome story, Clay. I don't want to die by at a young age, relative. I'm not. I mean, I'm not that young, but I don't want to die at this age because I don't want my enemies to be able to celebrate my death. And also, I can't get killed by an animal because we've spent so much time in Animal Thunderdome. There would just be so much audio of me talking trash about animals, and then one of them eats me. It would be the ultimate old takes exposed. Uh, all right, uh, we'll talk next week. Good luck with the bets. Uh, tap the veins. Let's all get rich.